Hey guys, the Comedy Zone podcast is presented this week by International Podcast Day. It's September 30th of this year. What are you doing to let your friends know about your favorite podcast? Hmm, if only there was a podcast that you knew something about. From the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Sammy Joe Francis. Hey guys, it's uh, Labor Day weekend and uh, we have decided to mark this holiday weekend by not laboring. So uh, what we're doing is, uh, this is a best of podcast and uh, what we decided to do was was uh, let you listen to examples of past interviews from really, really hardworking comics. Get it? Labor Day, hardworking. Anyway, um, what you're going to hear from uh, in in this podcast episode is um, Dave Attell and our friend Paul Hooper. Uh, they were here just a few months ago, actually, this uh, from the date May 12th of uh 2016, Paul Hooper, a longtime friend of uh, the Comedy Zone, a guy from Charlotte who's uh, doing great things. And of course, Dave Attell, I don't need to tell you who he is, um, one of the best uh, comics working today. So Dave Attell and Paul Hooper, you're going to hear from them in just a moment. Uh, in uh, segment number two, guys who really took advantage of um, a current situation and um, and made something out of it. James Adomian and Anthony Adamanic. Uh, they, of course, had the uh, Trump versus Bernie debate tour, and uh, they did really cool things. They came to the Charlotte Comedy Zone uh, in May as well. This is from the May 20th show, so you will hear from them, their interview, kind of how things got started, and their really incredible impressions of uh, both uh, Donald Trump and uh, Bernie Sanders as well. Um, and then in the third segment, a guy who's worked really, really hard to overcome s- some adversity. Granted, he created it himself. He he uh, absolutely admits it. Um, Carlos Mencia from way back in uh, February of um, 2016. Uh, Carlos, of course, has worked really, really hard to come back from the allegations that he was stealing material. And uh, you will hear him talk really frankly about his, his, um, his battle back, his, 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 um, his fight with the original um, allegations, and also the moment where he thought about maybe ending it all. So uh, very, very interesting interviews. Um, Atal and Hooper. Uh, Adamanic and Adomian and uh, Carlos Mancia in the third segment. In the meantime, if you're in the southeast, stay warm, stay dry. Uh, Hurricane Hermine is uh, making its way through the southeast as I record this. So stay warm, stay dry, have a happy and safe Labor Day weekend. We'll see you guys next week with a brand new show. That was your great music decision. Well, it was. I made it in the moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's all, it's all I it's all I had. That was that was impressive. Well, Joe Walsh, so that's good, 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 right? Anyone? Joe Walsh? I'm in. That's all right, I like right? It. Yeah, I'll it's, take it. I get a lot of shit for the music I play in. I thought out. it would be more of a southern fried jam, but I can do that going out. All right. If you want. Yeah, let's do that. He's he's just you know changing to what you want. <laughs> all right, I'm hanging out with Paul, or I'm gonna call him P Hoops. P Hoops. Oh my God, you put a twist on it. Okay. I did because I that's what that's what you were here. As last time. I was? I, oh, my God. Okay. It's like you P don't hoops. even remember me. That's fine. I know. Anything hoops. People have put many twists on that. Right. So, yeah, Whatever. it's fine with me. Whatever. And Dave Attell. Thanks for having me. What is the name of the podcast? The Comedy Zone Podcast. Well, what about 
you got to brand it more. Comedy Zone the with Sammy bang? Joe. <laughs> Sammy <laughs> Joe's Laugh Rodeo. Sammy Joe's Laugh Rodeo. Please. I like that. It does go with the Sammy Joe country theme, so I guess, I like yeah. It. And I yeah. love that name, by the way. As a northerner, I love any southernness. Well, thanks. Yeah, thanks. so is that, when you were a girl, did they go like, Sammy Joe, get in here. Get off no, those dirty <laughs> jeans. and <laughs> Get off that horse. <laughs> Quit bucking around. Um, no, actually, my the only people who called me Sammy Joe were my cousins from Wisconsin. Who, Bobby Sue and uh, <laughs> Becky May? <laughs> yes, Bobby Joe. Bobby okay. Joe. We keep the Joe in the family. Yeah, is that because your dad's name is Joe? No. Uh-oh. And my brother's name is Joe. So really, they should have just not gone with that as a middle name. So is his name Joey Joe? Yes. Okay. How, are, how are you so I don't know. insightful? I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm new here. Um, <laughs> yeah, very, very insightful. So welcome back to Charlotte. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> mm. It's my favorite part of Charlotte, the, near the train tracks, near the factory. I was going to say, the Comedy Zone podcast room is your favorite part yeah, of Charlotte? Yeah, talk about the smallest room for the listeners at home. The it's, closet? It's a, yeah, it really is like a, like a small little under the stairs kind With of With some a, soundproofing. Yeah. This used to be a textile mill or something, right? This whole complex? Yeah. I yeah, thought this yeah, was a stop on the Underground Railroad, no? It is. Okay. It is. <laughs> Too it's soon? a museum during the day. Too soon? <laughs> no. You never know in this no. town. Wait, aren't Bobby we, we going to get some... Harriet Tubman suit. So, yeah, no, it's... Tubbins, not. they call it. Tubbins, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. That's the correct name. Everybody mispronounces yeah. it. That'll cost you two Tubbins. That's just, <laughs> People going to talk like that. I can't wait. I'm going to be the first person to say it. Oh, okay. True story. So, normally, we have our co-host, Will Jacobs, on the show. And actually, my first week, I had to stay silent through his entire interview because they didn't introduce me until the third segment, wow. which he was gone for. The respect yeah, I missed mean. you the last time. Yeah, I was. You just I sort of sat over there. You were right I did. To my I just left. stared I at you. That was it. Without yeah, blinking. <laughs> side of my face. Yeah, it's all right. It's a tad bit and awkward, but it's okay. Heavily. <laughs> Being a sidekick on a podcast, you know, I have to say that's not good. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> I like that you're the leader. I like right. that you're the yeah. uh, the voice of the podcast. I'm trying to lead us to greatness. Right and, right? I, and you were saying that your voice is a little um, rough Rusty. from the uh, from last night. Let's not say rough. It makes me sound like I was doing. Things for five dollar bills in the bathroom. Okay, that would be mm. a, uh, I believe, a Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I like it. It's <laughs> Who knows sexy. What's on it's a Thanks. good. It's a good radio. You and Paul both have good uh, broadcast voices. I think congested voices. Yes. Yeah. That's good. Deep. Sinus infections. Deep. Deep, I like voices. Deep. What happened? Did you push Will out? What happened? I said, you, you get him? the fuck out of here. And he's <laughs> like, did? all right, all right. You pushed him out of it, and now it's now yours. Now he's he's uh, performing with. Uh, but gold fire, but gold. <laughs> Who was it? Fine what? gold. Fine gold. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. He's with Fine Gold in that. Uh, he's in Port Charlotte, Florida. Yeah, exactly. At the Vasani. Oh, on the road. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right yeah. then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't Otherwise, know. I thought maybe you I took over the whole thing. Well, that's no. gonna sell out after that plug. <laughs> yeah, that's that pretty much. Listen, I was only responsible for saying Will Jacobs and Vasani Theater, yeah, Port I w- Charlotte. I Amazing food. For, sorry. Great comedy. But if you're not there, come to the real Charlotte. Yeah, see you Please. That's right. After Good that plug, it's going to sell out. I hope so. Yeah. You know, no, I love I'm the crowds down guys. here. I yeah? Like, yeah, you really are. You're helping us out. But yeah. the, uh, the, cl- the crowds down here are usually really cool. I mean, because it's a hip town. Yeah. I mean, look at it. There's like, uh, you know, um, it's a... Uh, banks everywhere. Banks. So yeah. Right. ATMs and banks. Right. And um, there's a, a lot of, uh, I could say, people who are not from here Halfbacks, I believe they call it. Oh, is that that sounds offensive? You know, either people who like move from New York or move from Florida. Either way, they're on the we way call in. Them transplants. Transplants. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I think it brings a, a metro quality to the town. Yeah. No? I'm trying well, to support it, the it, town. It, no, and we appreciate that. Okay. We do. We need all the help we can get. You know. <clears throat> Anywho, yeah, a lot of transplants. So when people ask where I'm from, I'm from Charlotte. You are. So I'm kind born of like a unicorn. Here. You no, are. Not. I'm from Charlotte, too. I was born and raised here. Did you guys go to the Church. same uh, trailer park? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, same tire <laughs> Did you guys uh, do that at NASCAR um, hot laps? Yeah. yeah. Third Pole grade. Pole night. Every, every year. Pole I night. did go to elementary school. Not to name drop it up with Dale Jr. You did? Did you really? Yeah, I did. Wow. Yeah. Talk about a different career choice. Yeah, I know. It was <laughs> like great. up in Mooresville, north of here, like Norman. So my you grew up in Mooresville? For two years. My mom got remarried and divorced, so we sort of moved around oh, and stuff. Now recording. it got sad. I right. know it did. I'm Put sorry. I'm going to bum right. everyone out. <laughs> I cue that, please. Something more sad. But we were up there, and then, uh, so that's where all these NASCAR. So I remember being in, I don't know, first or second grade. With a blonde bowl cut that I had, and he was in a different it's class. Sexy. You should go back to that. And uh, had a blonde bowl cut. But I remember one day, I remember just a lot of Earnhardt talk in the school. And then I remember one day, I dropped my books in the hallway, and two girls were like, Are you Dale Jr.? And I'm like, No. And they're like, Pfft. Like, so scoffed. they left your books on the yeah. floor? So that's Gold the, diggers at. That's the order of what, what girls find attractive down here uh, NASCAR guys, then football guys, then you. Can yes. I just object NASCAR to that? money first, yeah. yes. No. <laughs> Uh, debatable. I don't know. He did quite well when I saw him well, as he we, grew up in, well, you yeah. know, in Charlotte. He, you know, made the rounds. Everybody loved him. Sure He's he a celebrity. Did. He's royalty here. I'm going to hear sure. Sammy Joe's. Uh, t- d- do sure. you find that not? Was I wrong? I mean, about I don't that? go for NASCAR people. Well, you, yeah, but you're like a, you know, you're Anomaly. like an eclectic chick. I mean, right. what about the, you know, the Crystals and the Tiffany's? Oh, all those girls are all over his dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. please. Junior is, Dick, get it? Yeah, which is all of North Carolina. <laughs> so. Hashtag Junior Dick. That's yeah, so <laughs> I could have lost my virginity ten years earlier, but no. If you I told the truth. I was Dale like, Jr. I'm not Dale Jr., and they scoffed in my right. face. I just Did remember there's a lot of Earnhardt talk in so my now, childhood. It used to be in high school. If you have a car, girls would find it. Now you have to be like the best car driver to yeah. actually get any action. A little That's more a difficult. Lot of work. Down here. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Well, I'm sorry, did I down suck all the air out of the room? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't know no. what happened. People were paused. Yeah, it's went, a NASCAR talk. It's, it gets It tense. went sad from his mom getting divorced to I had a bowl it's cut. That sad. was even worse. Please, no. Please. Drop my books. It's, it's really going downhill. You've seen that photo of me in a blonde bowl cut in a Speedo, right? Fishing? Yeah, it's on my actual wall. I saw it on a gay website. Oh, you did? Yeah. I'm going to do it. Did you pay Pass for it? it around again. No, I didn't. Because you can find it free. <laughs> Not that I do. It's everywhere, please. It's what you're using as your promotion. No, it's on the inside of my CD, like. It is. It really is. Oh, shit. Why Just don't put I it out there. It's awful. They have my little scowl on and a blonde bowl cut and a Speedo. And behind the camera was my father in a Speedo. Aren't you giving out Speedo photos this weekend? Oh, am Dave? I still here? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at that fan up there. I was like, how uh, How many times did someone have to complain about that before they put that up there? Uh, it was about six months. Okay, good. Really? Because yeah. yeah. we've never had it on in the... However no, long I've been doing it. Because you're always cold. Because you get cold when it's 80. Right. That's Because I'm 12 pounds. Right. Yeah, right. you really are. What's your workout? What do you do? Um, Red Bull? Cocaine. No, <laughs> Not, no, nothing. I teach kids to dance. I you do? I teach Jewish kids to dance. Where? Is this allowed? At bat mitzvahs. I didn't know. Oh, so you like come in as I'm the, the party hyper. What kind of, what would you call your dance style? Like, is it modern dance or no, tap? No, God, no. I'm not being the tree. Uh, right. No, no, that's not me. So, are you classically trained as a dancer? I am. I'm oh, that's interesting. Trained. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. there's always, it's all about the torso, I assume, right? Is that what it is? Sure. Because in New York, where I live, they have um, all the Pilates, and they're like, this is the dancers do that to elongate the, their yeah. their frame or whatever. Yeah, I have a really long torso, so. You yeah. do? I do. I do. I know this is very. Me as well. No, I'm, I'm yeah. fascinated. <laughs> so how's how's the gigs? Like, how, how do you how do you do? They're good. The, the kids are questionable. I understand. At best. But now it's all social media. So now instead of just dancing, they're Snapchatting everything on their phone. Isn't that weird? It's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> or they, uh, you know, take a Snapchat of me dancing and they'll send to their friends and be like, oh my God, worst dancer ever. Yeah, I know, right? They're mean. Right. They are mean. But then I find myself, yesterday I got a pedicure and while the lady was massaging my foot, I drew a wiener where my foot was. So it <laughs> <laughs> Well, so I hope sure you get she, work. I, I don't think that's going <laughs> to... She feels the same way about me. I'm sure she's like this stupid kid. But it was funny to me. That's a good place. I don't know if you're single enough for you to meet a nice guy, right? At a bat mitzvah. Yeah. Right? Right. If a nice I'm going 13-year-old after, guy. Yeah. I'm looking for a Jewish NASCAR driver. Do you think I'll find one? I don't know if we'll ever break into that market. Okay. I think that's one of the things that we're not that... Yeah, that, that we never even think about. Damn it. And if we do, we should work our way up through the pit crew. I assume the pit right. crew guys should have some say in it. Right. Well, or you could just own a team. That's a better way to do right. it. Then you don't get your hands dirty. Just go, I like go drive. That. I get it. Dance, monkey, dance. What's the theme of this podcast? Germany? Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Germany in the, early, in the early 40s. Yes. Yes. You've got a little bit too much facial hair. If you could just trim it down to just. You like you know. it? Do you like a beard or no? I, I like a I like a beard. You like I a, think it depends on the person. You like a southern beard that comes with a weird skill, like a treehouse building or um, some other kind <laughs> if, of. If you had little birds living in it, oh, I would probably like it more. That's interesting. I'm sure that will be a look. Maybe maybe some like car oil or something in it. Very NASCAR. We're sure, staying yeah, with yeah, the yeah. NASCAR theme. You know. So what's on the agenda this week? What else are we up against? Anything? Uh, no, you guys are the main thing going on in Charlotte. That I know of. I'm out of town for a wedding, so. Oh, you are? Unfortunately. Sorority sister or? Nope. I didn't pay for friends. Thank you. No. I'm trying to southern it up. Oh. Um, um, Are sororities a southern thing only? I feel like you guys take it to the next level of uh, sororities. I feel like I'm being wrapped in this. You're broad stroking me. (laughs) Am I? You're stroking the broad here. I don't know if I like that. What would that, so uh, where are you going? Is it like uh, like you have to get on a plane or is it a drive? It's a drive. Oh, there you go. Asheville? So, Everyone no. goes to Asheville, right? No. Although, we went to Boone for the joint bachelor-bachelorette party. Oh, really? Oh, is that what they do now? No, that's not what they do, which is why it was like, just fucking kill me. Wow. I didn't know we were allowed to <laughs> drop sucks. the F-bomb on this podcast. I de- I've done it twice now. <laughs> All right. It's early in the morning for fucks, but zero I give, so there you go. So, uh, your friend, are they going to go on a honeymoon or no? Yeah, to Mexico. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. We're going to drink lots Get of water. Get there before the it. wall. That's a good idea. Right. Yeah. As long as they take their, their plane, it should be fine. Oh, they're rich, huh? No, it's not their plane. Oh, okay. <laughs> it did make it sound like... That'd be cool if they had their own plane and yet you have to drive down there. Right. Right. <laughs> no, the uh, the wedding is in Dobson. I don't know. What is that? that? I'm from Nobody here. does. Okay. That sounds like it's, a town in a soap opera. Is that a real place? <laughs> it, it's That's what they say it is. It's halfway here. Between here and uh, Winston Salem. Oh, is it plantation home or something out there? What do you? What is it like out in the farm? Yeah, there's cabins. We'll be staying. Are they going to get married on horseback? Because that's how I would do it. Yes, nude. That would be Perfect. the best. Very Putin. I like that as an exhibitionist. Yes. You know. Yeah. I'd be, be. She'd be on a beautiful horse. I'd be on a donkey. Be perfect. <laughs> or a zebra. <laughs> a zebra. <laughs> One of the other rideable animals. Are zebras rideable? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? 
They no, do it oh, in well, Africa. Whatever. Right. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, that totally makes sense. All right. I'm still waiting for the cheetah ride-alongs. I'll go on that. That would be very cool. That'll be the NASCAR version of animal rides. Are you a dog person or a cat person? Dog person. What are you a dog, dog person oh or a cat God. person? What kind of dog? I have three dogs. What are their names? Rocky, Elvis, and Benjamin. Wow. Wow, that's a lot. Three? Which is the dog Why you talk to? Why are you judging to? me? Well, I have a cat. Which is the dog you talk to when you're sad? You know, you just look in his eyes. Wish uh, he could talk. <laughs> which one's taking the most emotional I think, abuse? Well, yeah. Which one has had to deal with my shit more? Probably Rocky, because he's, I've he's had the him leader. longest. Oh, yeah, he's the alpha. <laughs> Three dogs, that's a lot of dogs. That is an it apartment, is. a home. This is a, a condo. A condo. Under a 800 square feet. <laughs> Are they dogs. little dogs or big dogs? They're little. Okay. I, I would love to have big dogs. I've had a yard. Little dogs take all the pressure off of um, you from like having a big place because then they'll be well. Look at this giant mansion, one bedroom. Right. You right. know, yeah. <laughs> my mom. They're so excited. My mom's dog had a um, uh, tumor removed from his ear, so um, now he always has his head askew. <laughs> but it's great because it always looks like he's inquis- quizzical. He's like curious like, about it. <laughs> so they. Re- what type of dog is that? Um, a Charles Nelson Ryan. I don't know. It's some kind of weird. <laughs> some kind of weird dog. It's a, I just call it small dog. Okay, yeah. small dog. Small dog. Sure. I had to uh, do a show. You know Marnie the dog, the viral sensation. Sure. You know I what I'm talking about? The one that looks. Is she playing her? She might. I don't know. I'll, I'm sure it's only a matter of time until you're up against a viral sensation yeah. dog or cat video. It's so. a matinee show, so yeah. <laughs> but it's pretty much what I was on. There was like a storytelling show in New York, and they're like Marnie the dog is. I think they tried to get one of the Beastie Boys, and they said no. And they got Marnie the dog, which is a dog. It's not, it hasn't had a stroke. Something's wrong with it, but it sort of leans and it's yeah. cute. Its tongue hangs out, so it's got. Oh, I know what you're just, talking about. Yeah, oh, Marnie closed I do the know show, what you're about. but then they wanted us to tell road Wait, stories. The dog headlined the show. Well, it's like this. You know, it was a show in New York. It's like a free thing. And they so put it together. Yes. Had two comics tell. They wanted us to go. The theme was like you guys tell some uh, road stories from the past, like something really dark, and then. Marnie will come up, and I didn't research this Marnie the dog that much. We went up to these stories from the past, and then everyone just groaned because it was an audience of women that came out to see oh, Marnie the dog to just go, oh, oh, oh. Great. and then we're just up there bombing with these stories because this dog's gonna come out with his tongue hanging out of its head. So, wait, how does the dog? What? What does the dog do? It's what doesn't dog. it do? Look the at it. The dog doesn't do anything. The Put the peanut butter on anything, <laughs> it goes to town. Just makes money with it, and uh, that was it. Just comes out and parade. Parades it around. I'm sure it's selling out venues. Yet, the link I found says Marnie the dog meet and greet live at Amoeba Music. What kind of? How much money? Yeah, what's the guarantee on that? Wow. And I wonder if I should do that with my three dogs. Yeah, I wonder if the dog accepts dog money or is it only people money? Oh, it was August 28, 2014. I'm afraid Marnie may not be here. I think Marnie's still alive. I just saw it. I was in Portland, and you know they have a serious panhandling thing going there. Like it's like almost it's like a profession, you know, panhandling. And uh, there was a dog who was panhandling with a little basket in his mouth, and he was just walking around. And like you'd put change in there, and I guess they trained him to the sound of cheap. Like stay there, don't leave until you get like yeah, you get the magical paper money. And then I was like, uh, you know, I took a picture with him and everything. And at first I thought it was a uh, you know a scam, but then I heard the dog's story. And uh, <laughs> he was working airport security, and I guess. Uh, and, and, <laughs> so, and now you're sending him money every month. Yeah, I yeah, am. I felt bad. It's good. You've adopted him. I did. That's good. Do you guys have a favorite place you go? Uh, like city? Anywhere on the map? Yeah. 
Well, I love my kitchen. I don't know okay. if that is no, that good. No, I was but, really mm. hoping to visit there too. So if you could cook You're, for you me. and the dogs are invited. Yes. But uh, I don't know. This is a good town. I like it because it's uh, close to New York. You know, like it's on, easy it's flight. Easy flight. Mm-hmm. Your airport not that great yet. I know, but you're building. Working it. on it. Yeah, I like that. And yeah. uh, the people here are pretty cool. And it's also like you know the Carolina mm-hmm. Southern. You know, like the hot blue-eyed blonde. You know, nightmare. Right. I love that. Dude, right. I like looking at that. Yeah. So yeah. you're uh, hot and crazy. Raven. Like, how did that work growing up? Um, well, I have. Do people accuse you of being Cherokee or no? No. Not at all. Not at all. No Cherokee at all in you. No. Not at all. None. Weird. That I know of. That's a, usually a good uh, stripper story. Well, you know I'm a quarter Cherokee. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> right. I wish I would have gotten much more help on you know college loans. Yeah, exactly. But uh, no, you know what I got asked to MC the other day, uh, and the Italian festival. Do I look any way, shape, or form Italian? Maybe anybody. You're exactly. as Italian yeah, as yeah, it yeah. is down here. That's good. There's a what? That happens in the towns that are super white where they have like, hey, we're having an Italian festival, right. huh? Yeah. Pasta. What yeah. do you think? Let's get the Irish looking girl to do it. Great idea. Great idea. So I politely declined. Host it? Yeah. MC it. Yeah, but that's a gateway to working at an olive garden. I would have I would have done that. Free breadsticks. I would have really corporate. gained some weight. That's a great second date. What? Am I right? An olive garden date? Yes. Not a first date. Too much pressure. I mean, you can't sit there. You make your own salad, people judge you. If you toss your own salad, people judge you. If you toss your own salad. Yes. It's an innuendo in the room. Open the door. Oh, Oh, it's open. (laughs) Wide open for you. The Italian festival. Would you host for Marnie the dog? We're back on that now? I didn't mean to bring that back. I know. I know. But the dog, I fucking had a bad set on that show, so I was like, (laughs) I'm resentful towards this dog. Why did they tell you to tell awful stories? I was just a bad idea to put those two things together, and it was a tough one. But, so the yeah. dog would look great, realistically. That's yeah, why. because the women. I'm not going to smoke here, but I'm. You know. but you're so. prepping. I am. Yeah. You don't smoke, do you? I don't. That's good. Yeah, no. So the it's good raspy that you decide voice. Decide to work in bars, uh, which is the same <laughs> effect. He's just screaming. At uh, yeah, patrons. because the place that I'm working currently, uh, well, the second place I'm working, is a club. Yeah. Do you have to do any like dancing on the bar? Do Fuck you have to no. do any of that shots with the crowd? No, you're not allowed to drink. While working. Oh, and really? It's a blue law. And wow. you just listen to pounding dance music for like four hours? Justin Bieber on repeat. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ. What's the crowd like? Uh, well, it's just, it's the grand opening was last weekend, so it's just kind of everybody's figuring it out, seeing if they like it. Mm-hmm. So it's a really big mix right now. But last night was 80s and 90s music, so I guess we were playing people who were born in the 90s instead of what actual What about Prince? Give him a shout. We didn't play any Please. Prince last night. What the, huh? Right. Wow. Which I'm not completely opposed to, because... Really? I've heard so much Prince in the past two weeks. Really? Including on this show. We had a big debate about that two weeks ago, that she was not a... I lost. Particularly a big Prince fan. Oh, you were really? Yeah. I'm, well, I, I was, like? agree a genius, though. I, I right. do, and that's... I can appreciate the artist. It just wasn't my favorite music. Okay. All right. So there. It's my political... I saw him here. I got so who's your, who's your people? Who do you listen to? I listen to everybody. Yeah, except I for really Prince, do. I guess. Uh, yeah, I just... <laughs> uh, I'm not... Prince isn't my I thing. think you should give him another shot. Yeah? You should. Yeah. I should. Once you listen to four hours of Bieber, you're going to need something. Now anything sounds good. Yeah. I don't know how you're going to last at that place. Me neither. Are they throwing that much money at you? Is it like... Is that good, though? No. No. It's not no. good. Although right. they did play short-lived. some Spice Girls, and that held my attention for a no. minute. You like them? If you want to be my lover. Did you grow you up uh, <laughs> seeing them as role models or as threats? Yeah. As a <laughs> well, Ginger Spice was definitely a threat. Yeah, you know. Um, and then she retired, so. 
Yeah, where are they now? They've spread out to the different corners of the world. One's with know. Beckham, right? Yeah, one's on. She's Beckham. my favorite. She's my favorite. Yeah. Posh. Posh. She's so hot. Yeah, she is very attractive. Yeah, but she a, was man. the only one who was like the really smoking hot one. The other ones no, were cute. I, mm. Yeah, but she's so hot, and so is he. He's right. really hot. That right. was like a great how they met. It's, it's amazing like a how super those two hot met. couple. <laughs> Damn them. <laughs> Yeah, he has that H&M line. That commercial comes on all the time, and he's I, I get it. He is. Yeah, he is he really a gorgeous is. man. They shoot it in black and white, and he just walks across the street. No lines. He's a handsome like man. you guys are going to have to be here for five more minutes just so you can't stand up. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. yeah, he is a good-looking guy. Yeah. He's, yeah. And he's English, which adds another level of, of good-looking to him. And he's an athlete, so you he's know, constantly this And he's an athlete. And he's a tad bit bashful and in he interviews. Plays a sport is he? None of us give a shit about. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, Way I'm, bigger in other countries. Wrong. Now it's very big. Right. right. When the World Cup happens, sure. If everybody's happens. everybody's an excited soccer fan at that point. Are you guys going to live podcast from the Olympics, or is it going to stay mostly in Charlotte? <laughs> um, no, no, no. We're going to fly down there on our private plane. I think that my friend Yeah, we're going to do that. Because you, know. you can catch the flight out of the Dobson International Airport. <laughs> right. Right down to Rio. <laughs> right. It's a popular one. What is on the end of your cigarette? What is that? It's a filter. Oh. Yeah. It's like an extra filter. I put it on there, yeah. Filter to a filter. Thank you. Hmm. It's like Instagram. Just filters for days. You lost me. All right. So. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. I would like to say I'm glad to be here. And uh, are you going to come to the shows, or is this it for us? I'm going to a wedding a Dobson. in Dobson. It's the, I don't believe this burner. lame excuse. This <laughs> you might work on your. <laughs> this might work on your guys in the bar, but you should <laughs> right. bring the wedding to, to the club. Listen, there's nothing more I would rather do. Really? Okay. Yeah. Are Could you, a you marry them or? on stage? Oh uh, no, I don't have that kind of power. Damn it! No, I don't. That's you could a get ship it online. Captain. <laughs> yeah. Do they? Uh, do they? Um, are you a bridesmaid? Are you the maid I am. of honor? No, Did bridesmaid. Because there's a sister. Wow. Whore. But they're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always like that the whorish bridesmaid, right. the one that's the most fun. Right. Like you know, have to like right. clamp it down. Right. But then you can always tell the, the bridesmaid, like the woman, the bride's life. Like there's always like the high school friend who now is like she doesn't really connect with her. And then there's the college Far friends, away. the college yeah. friends, right? And then there's like the girl from work. You know, you could just see like the different like look there. But it would oh, be yeah. good if it was all sisters. I it is all there. sisters they except are? for me. Really? Mm. I'm the only one who isn't. So that's exciting. And you can um and how about the the grooms? How are they good looking or no? Uh they're all engaged or married to the sisters. Are they all except oh, so for really one tiny. guy who we found out is a stripper. No way. I swear. So I'm gonna challenge him, I'm gonna dance battle him. You should wedding. <laughs> that, that that's are gonna a come great on. idea. <laughs> Not mine. That's a great Maybe idea. Mine. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to go up there tonight for that? Yeah. There's oh, a rehearsal dinner, whatever. We're getting all the logistics of this wedding. Yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> At least you didn't have to fly to Vancouver for it and spend $1,000. Vancouver, I'd be more Dobson. excited to go to. That's true, but still. And where yeah. are they registered for gifts? At the Quick Trip or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should make that one of their things. At like, the NASCAR <laughs> fan shop. <laughs> the NASCAR Hall of Fame. I'm going there today, I think. Are you? Yeah. Are you going to do the driving experience? Is that what they do there? Um, do do? I don't the know moonshine experience? There, but I, I want to see what, uh, you know, I want to see who works there, actually. Because I, I always go to these museums during the day. When I was in at Grand Rapids, they have the Gerald Ford Museum there. And it was closed. And I was like, because I, I really wanted to be the only guy in there. Where, like, I loaded up with questions right. about Gerald Ford to ask, like, to make somebody's day, like, ooh, we got somebody in here. That loves and this. It was, like, closed for, like, renovations. Like, they were trying to, like... Um, <laughs> I, I said that they were trying to um, get the boring out. You know, I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, there's just too much boring in here. We gotta. So, are you loaded up with questions for the NASCAR Hall of Fame? 
I don't think my NASCAR is up to date. Like I'm from like a, you know I'm older than you guys, so like I remember like you know like Monster Truck probably was probably bigger for me, but okay. I, I appreciate the NASCAR. Okay, I do. well you know you've got by association. Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s oh, best yeah, friend I know. Do you think that'll get me like a ticket discount? It could possibly probably. get you in. <laughs> it could slide you in. You might get a there. picture. Yeah, from a Dale Jr. cutout. No, yeah. I should probably go over there. From no, I've had head. enough NASCAR in my life. But when I used to do the USO tours, you know, like uh, you go overseas and like, you know, you'd be there doing these shows for the troops, yeah. right? And then they would always like, what's that bigger crowd over there? It's like, oh, one of the NASCAR guys is here and, like, he's taking a picture in front of a Hummer, you know, like, because they can't drive NASCAR in the Middle right. East, you know. But um, everybody, but lo- every- they're, like, international. Yes, exactly, through the something. landmines and stuff. But they um, they definitely, they definitely, like, you know, they, they, everyone's creaming in their pants to see these guys. Like, those guys, MMA guys, you know. And yeah. it's funny because it would be, like, me and, like, the Dallas Cowgirl cheer. Like, they, you know, they're yeah. not getting paid to come there. They're coming there, like, patriot, you know, patriotic. And, like, you know, it's just, like, we're all, like, looking. It's like, oh, so that's what they want to see, you know. Right. And wrestlers, too. Yeah, like MMA fucking, guys. Yeah, and the Charlotte Connection. Wrestlers. Like, that Ric Flair mm-hmm. living here. Like WWE? And me being from here, like, when I, in New York, my New York friends that are from all over will ask Ric Flair stories. From Charlotte, and Did I always you know thought Rick because Flair? I was I worked at his gym. I went to high school with his kids. This sounds like a real whoa! Oh, holy name drops! I know name drops all over holy the place. Southern right? name drops. Dale yeah, Junior, Rick Flair. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I think I met Fred Durst here at some point. Jesus Jeez. Christ! Um, they, but yeah, they always. I'm, I'm so I always thought like Ric Flair was this local celebrity. Thing and he? then it's a worldwide phenomenon. Like who is he? I don't know who he is. The wrestler, oh, blonde. The oh, I'm sorry. Okay. The Nature Boy. Oh, right. And then right. there's friends from Toronto that love him. Sure. Yeah. I I, that might yeah, be Yeah, Nature wrong. Boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. That's right. Sure. That's him. Still, still so super tweets. famous. <laughs> I've never understood it. So yeah, NASCAR and wrestling coming out of here. And now his daughters. I don't know, but about the no, family. his daughters a big time female wrestler in that. Which, I like you know, that a daddy daughter wrestling team. I like that. Right. You know, nothing like wrestling your daughter in booty shorts. Is that what happens? It's very southern. Jesus. Yeah. This, really? is, this is taking a turn. Really? Here's something that they should do in the USO tours, because, like, um, the USO is great. But, um, you know, they bring over the comedy for the truth. But they should also bring over magicians for the locals. Am I right? <laughs> 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 They're like, ooh, look at that. He pulled a... A pigeon, or as we call it, dinner, out of <laughs> out of his pocket. We should listen to these people. That would be good. That I should be your so. opener. I, I better get that to Hillary tonight. <laughs> Go ahead and email her. Everybody, Chris Angel. It. Chris Angel could run that country. Yeah, he could run the whole town. I think. I think you should just go ahead and pitch that to him, and then you're set for. Oh, life. I couldn't. I couldn't. No. Yeah. No, <laughs> It'll happen. I talk magically. a tough game. <laughs> so who's watching those dogs if you're here now? Uh, I already dropped them off with my mom. Do you send them to play school or no? No, because I, I work nights, so they're good. I'm sure my neighbors hate them because they're annoying the shit out of them. Are they barkers? One of them is. Really? I left my laptop on to see to record them oh, okay. to see what they do, and one of them's just an asshole. I had no idea. In New York, now dogs wear clothes. Do they wear clothes down here? Uh, if it's cold. What about boots? Do you ever put boots no. on a dog? Yeah. No, my like dog that. tries to bite me if I do that. Yeah, that's good. I've already got 10 stitches from him. So That's for a dog bite? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's not from a bar fight. I was, I was thinking it was for... <laughs> yeah. I, I like that, though. Right. Do you, you tat it up? Do you tat? Nope. No, no tats, no piercings. Wow. True Southern Belle right here. No, I like I like a tatted up check. 
Damn it. All right, I'm getting one after the show. <laughs> of your face. Uh, maybe that's family. what you and the bridesmaids should get, like there just a go. tram stamp. I don't want to be tied to them for life. <laughs> I'm good. Well, you're the most unwilling bridesmaid. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? <laughs> Who was the other choice? A dude? Yeah. I mean, really. The, the other male stripper they know. <laughs> but I took over. Being so, a male stripper is a new... I never even thought of that as a career. Not that I no, could do it, but... It seemed like it'd be a short burst, but... Uh, we should no, try it's it a real tonight. Thing. Do you think that's what he's uh, doing to get through college or something? Or sure. Like the other lying strippers that I know? Yeah. He's just trying to get through... Through nursing school. Through nursing school. Yeah. Is he? <laughs> he takes off his scrubs on stage. That's a lot of shaving for a guy. Or waxing. Although maybe he goes up there and maybe that's his uh, character, the unshaven, uh, chested guy. That every female would just <laughs> gush. Here he comes, your husband. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it going for your husband. What time are your shows tonight? Sorry, is that a difficult question? 7.30, yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking it's 7.30 and 9.45. Um, yeah, 9.45, I think. It's weird how you do the podcast every week, yet you don't know the times. Well, they change. Oh, they do? So suck on that. Well, who? Uh, what other times could there be? Seven and that's tomorrow. Seven and tomorrow nine. night, seven and nine fifteen or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So they're yeah they're different every. This is Friday night, so it's seven thirty and then um, uh, probably nine forty five. Yeah, yeah. And that it's me, Paul, right. and JD. Do you know JD? I don't think I know. He's JD. a local guy. Do I he's know JD? A, he's emceeing. Uh, he's a funny he was guy. in Funny on the Fly last last time when you were there. Yeah. Mm. He's yeah, a funny guy. He's got a real job, so that's why he's not here right now. Otherwise, I bring the whole team in. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. Did he host? Uh, no, he did not. All right, whatever. No. I don't know who it is. Sorry, I'll figure it out. You'll be all right. So come on out and see Dave and Paul tonight. Absolutely. Sammy Joe, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for being on the show. We appreciate it. And uh, break Sammy a leg Joe. this weekend. I will. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> yes, great choice, Brian. Thank you, sir. You can find us all over the socials, on the Twitter and on the Facebook and on the Instagram. All over the bars. <laughs> all over the bars. Uh, That's the old school social, <laughs> by the way. Just a bar. You can find and uh, keep up with Dave Attell on Twitter, at Attell, A-T-T-E-L-L. You can find Paul Hooper, at Paul Hooper, on Twitter. Keep up I'm with... I'm going to need him to change it to at P. Hoops. At P. Hoops. I, yeah. yeah. I think that has a better ring, I think too. that does make sense. Yeah. Uh, so keep up with all their dates and details on their Twitter accounts. And Attell's, they're both active. Yeah, Attell's is slightly less active, I think. Yeah, but yeah, I th- well, but it's, yeah, it's but they're all. I think that's reasonable for him. Yeah, at the very least, you can find links to their websites and right. and all their dates and details to find out where to see Dave Attell and Paul Hooper. Right. Uh, not necessarily always together, but you can and then find their stuff. Can't uh, can't we find out your website on? Tallandnaked.com. It's not you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I actually, um, I I actually went ahead and bought .net and .tv as well. So. Oh, yeah, that's smart. So yeah, should do t- .radio too. <laughs> .podcast. So yes, tallandnaked.it. everything. Yeah, I just bought the whole. The whole right, and you should. You can find uh, the show at DC DCC Podcast on Twitter. Find us on Facebook as and well. And give us a review. Tell all your friends. Yeah, tell tell every single one of your friends. Uh, as for the crew, you can find uh, Will? Will Will Jacobs on Twitter at I am Will Jacobs. Sammy Joe. You are not. Well, You're no, such but a he liar. is. Yeah, but he is. But it's not you are Will Jacobs. Yeah, it's not at I he am. is Will Jacobs. It's, right. it's at I am Will Jacobs. Okay. You can find me at Sammy on air. So that's S A M M I. 
spell it right. <laughs> and where could we find you if we wanted to follow? If you were so inclined, you could find me at ncbalto72 on uh, Twitter. Is there another Balto? Uh, probably, yeah. You're just an uh, NC Balto. Yeah, I should try to get at Balto. You should. should try to do. We're just updating Twitter names left and right. Yeah, we are. this is very confusing for the listener, I imagine. Yeah, but. that's okay. Go on Twitter. Give us a follow. Give us a review. Yep. Find the show on iTunes. Uh, leave a review. Also, we're available on Stitcher <laughs> as well. Dramatic. Bro. And uh, leave a review. Tell all your friends about us. It, it, it is, as always, the best way to help the show continue to grow. Welcome back, Comedy Zone Podcast. I actually like that song. I'm so proud of Brian. For Did not Brian do good that time? Well, who's it, it by? Who's it by? Uh, d- stop! Don't tell me. Jenny and the Pussycats. No, no. no. stop no. it. I, I can't think of it. It's by the Presidents of the United States. Oh. See what I did there? Oh, I look see, at what you. You. see what I did. But you had you. to explain it. That, so, <laughs> But somebody out there got it. All right. Somebody. Yeah. Well, we got two special guests in we the building. We got three. Actually, we got three special yes. guests. But only two on the mic. Only two on the mic, though. We got Anthony Atamanik and we got James Adomian. Hello. Uh, yes, known, yes, hello. Known to much of America as Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yes, at least. Four percent of America. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, man. How y'all? How, how you feel? And, and we also, I'm sorry. Before we do that, we also have. I don't, they don't print. Well. Derek James. Derek James from, from WCCB. TV. He looks like a meteorologist. Is it, you're the I'm like you? But now I do the news. Oh yeah, right. so uh, I used to do the weather. Yeah. yeah that's, it's yeah. the jacket. That, for the rain that makes yeah. it look like that's what it, that's what it is. That's that's, that's right. Exactly. It's the, the hurricane jacket. Yeah, the hurricane right. Jacket. <laughs> right. So welcome to Charlotte, man. Is you guys first time here? Or? Actually, yeah. Yes, it is my first time in Charlotte. And you love it? Yes, it's an interesting. It's an interesting city at night. <laughs> it is. I've never I've never had more um, cigarette and cigarette bum. Like I've been bummed cigarettes down a block by six people <laughs> it's like amazing second. the you guys were at my bar last night that's right getting hammered so you're in for a great show tonight i'm just kidding <laughs> um was the person who walked up to you asking for a cigarette no okay no he you was guys just, were having a long discussion about he cigarettes. was great because he was so um shocked by the smoking kills thing on here did on you the, add that to your no cigarette? this is because that's a, his personal it's a british pack of smoke <laughs> just a reminder it's a british pack of smoke okay and uh he just couldn't believe it and then he he told me sage words he said this should be your last pack because of because of uh because of the sign on there and then and you went like, and bought another right. one <laughs> no i haven't i still have this one <laughs> Because I have to go to England so. if I have to buy another one. But I love it, Charlotte. It's beautiful, beautiful city. I mean, I've seen four square blocks. Mm-hmm. Right. But all four of those. <laughs> like Mostly I love the rocking chairs in the airport. Yeah. Those are big. Those I are didn't big see those. Right. What? What is up with rocking chairs here? Did they like it's produce them or thing. something? I think no. Cracker Barrel started it and everybody else started throwing rocking chairs in everything. Is that what you think? Yeah. Well, so it isn't like it they produced like the rocking chair in Charlotte or something? You said what? I didn't know if it was like they produced like uh, massive quantities of no, rocking just chairs. Tobacco. Yeah, is that one of our exports? Rocking chairs? Why are you looking at me like? Because you're the only person here from Charlotte. Yeah, but I don't. I'm not. 
up to date on all the history of well, Charlotte. you know, it's the national chair. I mean, it's the state chair. Yes. I figure you yes. know. The state chair. Yeah, we've got cardinals <laughs> the sitting on a There's only a few options to that. <laughs> right. Rocking, recliner, park bench. Yeah, yeah. lazy boy. <laughs> Home to the lazy boy. So, so because I don't want this interview to end without getting in a little bit to this, I want to call it a phenomenon. Uh, sure, I think, go I think for at it. this point, something like a phenomenon. That's that's fair. By the time both my wife and I know about it, it's I, especially my wife, it's a phenomenon. Yeah. She she knows about what you guys do. Yeah. This is approaching Tina Fey Palin esque proportions. Oh yeah, this no, this. Thank you. Uh, well, no, because <laughs> I, mean, I, I think I think we get to the yeah. point. Yeah, because if you remember with Palin. That thing almost swung the election. So, like that I had real influence. Yeah, that yeah. had real influence. And is that part of what motivates you to participate in this? Is to maybe have that kind of influence? Yeah, for me, I mean, yeah, I think that uh, to just give the backstory, I guess full disclosure that I was there the morning of the decision for Tina to play Palin because I worked at Thirty Rock as, oh, wow. as an actor, and. Uh, I remember, um, you know, her phone just going and going and her being like, oh, God, you know, I'm going to have to do this. And then her doing it and it being incredible. Yeah. And I would say that when I stumbled into doing the Trump, for me, I realized and I've always been a comic like this of somebody who wants to sort of point out social ills and all that, you know stuff to people as part of my work. How can you do that playing Trump? Yeah, it's well, so it very I know. So <laughs> so my it in there. Yeah, my goal is to my goal would be to hopefully get enough you know recognition for this of the content of what I do to uh hopefully shape and make people see uh, my impression over him, which happens a lot. People will write and go, I just can't watch him without seeing you now. Right. And that's good because that means then what I say will shape how he's viewed. And since the news media and campaigns and no one else has been able to crack him, my hope is maybe if this trend continues and if I get more exposure as this, I could hopefully undo him. So how did you guys get to be together as, because I know it, it is an improv show, so there's no lines particularly, but as you go, you have some lines that you go back to. We I would say it's a little, yes, I'd say it's a little more uh, constructed now than it was. But sure. James, I'm sorry. you. Well, answered. an improv show you would be making up every time, and uh, this is one that we've done all year, basically. So there's a lot of stuff that we started out improvising that we've sort of memorized, uh, and there's... There, they're like uh, bits that we just know how they go. Right. So it was improvised. But nothing. <laughs> there was now, never a right? script. Yeah. We I would say like twenty percent of the show now usually is spontaneous from what's going on, and then also I would say that the bits we do change. They're modular, so we can shuffle them, uh, sure. arrange them, and I find like we and always we, we, we never gilding do, it. We never do it the same way twice. We never do it all the different stuff we have in one show. No, okay. never. No. And we gild everything. I would say each time we do it, we, we change it or we uh, move something out or find a new thing. So I, I will say I think every time someone sees – that was, a, by the way, a bomb going off <laughs> in the background. Bless you. Um, Excuse me. That, uh, uh, I would say that, that one thing is I don't think you ever see the same show twice. I don't think we've ever done the same exact show twice. But how did you come to work together? Or were you guys friends prior to? Yeah, we've been friends for uh, years. Um, all, all, what, eight years or something. And uh, 
I've lived in LA most of that time, and Tony lives in New York. And there was a uh, a couple years where I did live in New York, and we did a lot of shows together. So we've known each other um, from doing shows, just uh, occasionally doing shows together. And uh, we we've been friends over the years. And then I was doing Bernie Sanders, and uh, when he announced he was running for president. And I heard that Tony was doing Trump, and I was like, going to visit New York for a week. So I was like, hey, we've got to do something together. Yeah. And we did it, and he had his friend film it, and it was up on YouTube. And then from there, it was like, hey, we want you to do another show, another show, yeah. and then turn it into and a tour. And that got so many. I was shocked. When we we filmed that video, and our friend Anthony Sneed edited that and edited our initial tour promo video, and he a great guy. Um, and, uh, we put it together. A guy, uh, Mark Oppenheimer from the New York times was our first moderator. And so we put it out and I remember I was in upstate New York at the Rhinebeck sheep and wool festival. And, uh, <laughs> that sounds like something that Hugh Hauser would go to. <laughs> and no joke. And we were in a, uh, you know, a little hideaway, my lady and I, and uh, we posted it, and I remember James and I texting back and forth, and you know, it was like a th- it was like five hundred views, a thousand views. I was like, okay, good, this will get you know two, three thousand views, and sort of you know What's go away now? like all things. And then it just kept going; it just kept uh, getting attention, and I think that really was the thing that sort of propelled us into the tour. Now, now, is there any part of you that? Not worries, but that looks at the fact that, you know, these could be Bernie's last days in terms of Is he him dying? still being in the race. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I guess I, we our fortunes have risen and fallen with the candidates. And right. um, I, we were doing this in January when Bernie had the wind of his sails. Yeah. And it was it really looked like Trump and Bernie for a second. And this was it always did. the debate that we thought would be the most fun to Yeah. We wanted to instigate this national debate yes. and see if we could pull that Definitely off. Definitely the strongest personalities of all the sure. candidates, I think, are it would are be the most to. interesting personalities to see go against each other. And I think And I think yeah. that uh, Bernie's the best chance to stop Hillary Clinton. I mean <laughs> Yeah, well, the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> you, you said it right, James. <laughs> but I think that uh, also we would, it's true, it would rise and fall. Like you, we'd hit the first primaries and it would feel like we were really parts of the campaigns because you'd be like, oh, you know, I remember Trump went down to second in Iowa and I was like, oh no, does this mean he's just going to flail? And, mm-hmm. you know, and then you find yourself at cross purposes. I mean, you find yourself rooting for somebody that you don't want at all to be <laughs> right. the president right. of the United States. <laughs> it puts you, you in a strange place. Yeah, it puts you in a very strange place. So, uh, to be frank, I'm amazed that um, we're both actually st- still there and that those guys... I'm shocked at what's happening with Trump, but not really, because I kind of knew this would happen. Um, (laughs) But Bernie, uh, I love that Bernie's sticking it out. And I also really don't think you can count Bernie Sanders out. I really don't think you can count him out. That's I mean, I've been team Bernie since before he was running for president. He's always been a favorite of mine. And Mm -hmm. now it's great to see him not leaving the race. Yeah. Like, I look, we're, we're winning 48% of the vote. I think that's enough for me to stick around for a while. <laughs> now, now, we, now, now, Anthony talked about uh, his his goals in terms of, you know, what drew him to this, uh, you know, because, you know, for people to see, because you're like Trump concentrate. Yeah. So it's like, this is, this is what this, this is the core of this guy. This is yeah. what I'm giving you all. 
up here. James, you're a Bernie Sanders supporter. So what 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 <laughs> is your motivation here? Just uh, to have fun with it and be fun Well, you know what was funny was I started doing it uh, a year ago and um more than half of people didn't know who he was when I started doing this impression. Um but I he's running for president. I was like, well, I I had always wanted to do a Bernie Sanders impression and had not because he was not well known enough. He wasn't was, relevant enough. He was a senator from a small state. Right. So only like news junkies knew who he was. Right. But his voice was, I thought, hilarious all the time. When he did a filibuster for like 17 hours, like on another issue, well, if we look at reading the phone book, triple uh, A plumbing. <laughs> one four 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 to one to one. I think those digits need to change. Um, but uh, he, you know, he started running for president, and initially there were people who were like, "I didn't know who this guy was until I, I heard your thing, and now I looked him up." And uh, so early on, it was like I, I was introducing a lot of people to Bernie Sanders, and then as he got more famous, it was like. Um, I'm kind of it was kind of like running alongside him mm. and shadowing him, I guess. And it's an interesting thing where I know Tony's making fun of Trump in a way to destroy him, and I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that true. before. I used to do George <laughs> W. Bush, and that was a very, I'd say, antagonistic impression when I did George W. Bush. And um, with Bernie, it is making fun of someone that I like, and I've done that before too, and it's more fun mm-hmm. because. Um, it's like I'm making fun of someone that I like, so it's um, – I wouldn't say I'm going easy on him. I definitely make fun of him uh, mm-hmm. and his weaknesses, but um, I'm not trying to draw blood like I would with somebody I right. really It's hate. not venomous. Yes, exactly. Right. Have you received any backlash from you know crazy Trump supporters or – Bernie supporters? A little bit. Um, I, less so, I think, for Bernie. But I think the first time I did Bernie on TV was on, at midnight on Comedy Central. Okay. And, and this was September, maybe. And there were people who were like, how could you possibly make fun of Bernie Sanders? And I'm like, you don't get it. I'm trying <laughs> right. to make him look good. People taking comedy too seriously. I, I will say that it is this, and I'm a big lib, but like, it is funny that <clears throat> generally liberals have less of a sense of humor uh, about about making fun of their candidate, I think mostly because the liberals are so panicked that they're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's just built into those of us who grew up with Mondale and Dukakis. Yeah, and they've Carter. done they've done a lot of it. Yeah, that you like <laughs> this such losing that you're like, don't even point out their flaws because, or don't even make fun of anything because what if it damages them in any way? Right, I think that's where right. you get it because I read the YouTube con. I'm the idiot who reads that stuff. <laughs> oh no, and people constantly are like, they are conspiring. And I love conspiracy theories. And it's amazing to see... When you become the, when you become the subject of one, of one yeah. you're like, oh, you it is all garbage. Because like people will be like, this is a conspiracy with Viacom to take down Bernie and what? Trump. And it's like, wow, like you guys are so way off of what we're doing. Yeah, uh, we barely got on Viacom. Yeah. We had to fight yeah. our way on. Yeah, <laughs> I had to turn my flag right side up for the only time. The That's only true. time I, I had He a, always wears the upside down American flag pin and they made him turn it right side <laughs> up. Turn it right side up because oh, wow. they were a fear of protest wow. and... So I, I, I said I would that do it so if funny. they would suffer my speech of protest. And they did. I, I, gave <laughs> us, I told them what corporate chills they were. But, um, Tony learned a lot from the Smothers Brothers. I, yes, I did. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Mother's Brother. Um, so uh, 
And I would say that I get actually I'm surprised the number of Trump people who be like, you know, I don't like what he's saying, but that's pretty funny. You get a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. And then you get but I'm still going to vote for him. Yeah, well, I'm still going to vote for him. I had a couple of people said they wouldn't vote for him in D.C. after I did my impression. Yeah, like, we were, didn't know he they was were a like, fascist. we came here liking Trump. But you know what? You maybe change your mind. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I had a couple say that to me. Um, <clears throat> and I would say, yeah, I get a couple of anti-Semitic tweets around Easter. I got some like oh, oh my Jewish hook-nosed bunny holding a oh my uh, a basket with all the eggs with different flags of different countries that are supposedly Jewish controlled. That was a fun one. And then a, recently a guy <laughs> named Rambo something on Twitter wrote a very, very threatening and disturbing message Rambo to me. like the warrior or yeah. the French poet? No, not the French. Yeah, the French poet. <laughs> Uh, and he had like a picture of Trump as Superman as his avatar. Oh, God. so oh. I blocked and reported him. But it's B- been better pretty than an egg, good though. Recently. I always like the attacks from people who have eggs still as their avatar. Yes. Oh, so yeah. Two followers, get out of here. That is frightening. Now, now for all the people coming to see you, I want to kind of give them a taste of what these guys do. So can we? I, I, and we'll, this we'll is, be moderators just for a minute or two. But tonight is the only show, right? Yeah, in Charlotte. Today is the only show. In but Charlotte. for everybody listening nationally, these when you come when they come there's to your tour. city, yeah, there's a tour. Go see so them. Go see them. That's right. So we'll, we don't have any fancy music to to bring this in, do we? <laughs> He's gonna replay the exact same thing. You want acapella? Right. No, no, no. Nobody wants that. Will will give you a beat. (laughs) Okay. When I am when I am president, hail to the chief will be played by the band Fish, (laughs) (laughs) and it will last for twenty five minutes every time I walk. So we talked about social media. So let me let me ask uh, you first, Mr. Trump. Go ahead. Uh, What do you think about social media? Is it an important tool, or is it something that read my tweets? You can read my tweets. I love Twitter. I think Twitter Twitter is an incredible way to communicate with people. Twitter is wonderful. Great thing. And you make all, you and so many beautiful profiles. I love, there's lots of profiles with women with cams. And I don't know who these women are, but I love the cam women. They're my favorite to follow me. They're always so attentive to me. They have lots of great pictures. All their pictures are beautiful pictures. Beautiful women. There's beautiful women on Twitter. I love it. Senator Sanders. Look, I think there's beautiful people of lots of different genders. <laughs> On Twitter, I think social media is good because people need to come together and they need to talk to each other. And I think it's important that it not be corporate media controlled by the 1%. The 1% has a voice on Twitter, but it's <laughs> no larger than the 99%. I like to think in terms of percentages. My Twitter account's bigger than other people's. The print is slightly bigger. The font is slightly bigger. My image is slightly bigger. I made a deal with Twitter to have a bigger Twitter account than other people. <laughs> I have Twitter printed out. Everybody who tweets at me, somebody prints it out on purple mimeograph paper, and I look at it. They said, give it to me in a binder. I look at it over coffee in the morning, and I go, reply to this one, block this one, when Bernie retweet re- this, and I write it in pencil, and they do it throughout the day. When Bernie retweets, he sends a carrier pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> now let's 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 pivot really quickly now. Poll after pivot. poll. You to pivot. Poll, Where poll, do you want us to turn? Poll <laughs> poll after poll that I see uh, talks about you, Mr. Trump, and how 
I'm poorly doing, you're performing with women. I'm doing incredibly in the polls, and I totally disagree with you. I, women love me, and I'm doing great with the women. I've always done great with the women. And every woman I walk by, they open like a flower. Every hole opens a little wider. <laughs> Unbelievable. You can smell their musk. And I'll tell you this. I am going to poll women. I am going to poll women. I promise you that. I'll poll every single one of them, and they'll be so tired when they're done, they'll vote for me. I, I Look, I have a very respectful relationship with women. Unlike Mr. Trump, I had a very loving, and I would not even say torrid, I would say respectful affair with Betty Boop <laughs> when I was a young man. And I performed Cunilingus many times on oh Betty my Boop <laughs> in the most generous capacity available to me. And I think... In memory of her, I carry forward my battle for women's rights, whether around animated or, or made of flesh. One more question, Ms. Francis. <laughs> you, have a, you have a question for the candidates? Go Sorry, for just, it, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it, baby. What do you want to ask? What would be your first action in office? My, fir- my first action would be, I'll tell you what I would do first. Okay, first off. The first thing I get the nuclear codes, and I I would I would launch nukes everywhere. We need to use our nukes. We need to just use as our a how I am. I'm in office. I'm in office. A Twenty-one gold salute. That's right. Twenty-one nuke salute. We we go all, and we're gonna send them to China. We'll send them to Japan. I mean, they're used to it, so they know how to prepare for that. Oh. And it's gonna be it, we're gonna be wonderful. We're gonna light it up, and then what we'll do is rebuild. We'll rebuild everywhere. I'm a great rebuilder, and the, what's a better way to clear an area than turn it to glass? And that's what I would do. And I would also find the deepest toilet and masturbate into it. Well, let me say this, and when I say that, what I mean is I'm gonna say something. I do not support wanton. Uh, reckless thermonuclear war like Mr. Trump does. I think that's going one step too far. In my first days in office, I will coat the White House in patchouli oil from dome (laughs) to step. We will have a drum circle immediately in the front front lawn of the White House, and we will start selling hippie bumper stickers like you're in Santa Monica or something. That's all the the time we have, unfortunately. How can you not... Go One, see them today. You have to go see. Listen, everybody within the sound of our voice, you got to see. And if you don't, we didn't. We did not have those questions prior to just right, for the record. Right. These these candidates are ready to go. They ready. I have one last question: Are all of your shows on Tuesdays, like Super Tuesday? Uh, or is this just coincidence? Is this us for real, or this is uh, you for real? Whichever, whichever. Uh, you. I don't think no, so. I think not, it, no. I, no, we're it's every other day. We it's get, every oh. other day, right? Okay. Now. So I think we're in Nashville. We have occasionally uh, had shows on primary days. We've been doing this yeah. long Oh, enough. that would be What's ideal. today, Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah. Kentucky we're, and Oregon. We're in Nashville. I am looking uh, forward to winning both of those states. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Uh, I uh, Nashville, the Wild West Comedy Show on Thursday, and then Boston on the 21st, which is a Saturday at the Wilbur Theater. And then we go all the way down the East Coast. Yeah, is, and then do you guys the have Coast. a, um, I know you probably have separate Twitter accounts. Do you have a Twitter account for this show? Yes, Trump versus Bernie, uh, at Trump versus Bernie. And it's VS, not versus, spelled out. <laughs> yes, it's not the formal. Some people, <laughs> people think well, that. that's good Some to clarify. People will do that. People will take. And it's Bernie not, would probably. It's not Trump it. v. Bernie like a Supreme Court case. <laughs> vs. 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 Like the a classic versus. Well, thank you all so much, Anthony. 
Jane. Yeah, thank you we, for having yeah, us. We appreciate you coming in. And come out and see these guys. Uh, follow them on Twitter, everywhere else. It's fantastic. It's huge. It's all the things they say. Huge. Yeah, <laughs> huge. We'll be it back. It's huge. We, you, we agree on that. Thank you, guys. Moving to the country. I'm going to eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country. I'm going to eat me a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the International Podcast Day is September 30th, and you can help spread the word. International Podcast Day is dedicated to promoting podcasting worldwide. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved? It's pretty simple. First, head over to internationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. Second, use hashtag podcast day to join in the conversation. Remember September 30th. Now, let's start the conversation. Hey guys, you can find Carlos Mencia on Twitter at Carlos Mencia. And uh, check out his uh, website as well for future uh, dates and uh, details. And uh, look for him coming up on TV too. He's got uh, a bunch of stuff coming up as well. Will, uh, you're going to be somewhere next week. Where are you going to be? I'm going to be uh, in Atlanta and then Macon, Georgia. And then uh, I'm going to be back here in Charlotte with Craig Shoemaker. All those shows will be with Craig. And uh, Sammy Joe, where are you appearing? Uh, I'll be <laughs> at Mortimer's and at my house. I'll be at the Waffle House. <laughs> yes, I'll be at the Waffle House making <laughs> friends with uh, new employees and building new Waffle Houses. Right. Or you can find me on Twitter at Sammy on Air. You know, either or. At Sammy on Air is a Sammy at I am Will Jacobs. Will, that's uh, y- uh, your Twitter account, and you're also at uh, yeah, Comedian Will Jacobs on, on yep. Facebook as well. Yep, Comedian Will Jacobs on Facebook. Ooh, a yeah, fan you, page. And you might catch me. Yeah, I got a fan page, and uh, you might catch me down at helping Sammy build Waffle Houses. <laughs> Swinging hammers at the Waffle House. Welcome to the Comedy Zone podcast. Welcome back to the Comedy Zone podcast. I'm always bad at that. It's early. Yeah, you are. It's early. I'm, <laughs> you right. forgot. Right. I, I, I feel you. I, I, but I'm I'm sitting here uh, with uh, one of the more fascinating people I've, I've oh, ever seen. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that, man. I, this podcast for me was an opportunity. I I said when I took the job that I got the chance to have thoughtful conversation with fascinating people. Right. And you're certainly one of the more fascinating people that we've had here wow. for, for a number of reasons. Carlos Mencia. Carlos Mencia, everybody. TV. Yeah. Uh, stage. Yeah. What else? What am I missing? Uh, TV, stage. Uh, whatever. Film, movies. Film, yeah. And look, by the way, thank you for being African-American and not saying Mencina. Mencina. I don't, oh, I don't know why, by the way. You've had people say Mencina? No, no, no. That's a, that's a very, very African-American really? thing. Yeah. We were just at a bunch of radio stations where all the black people said Mencina. Let me ask Did the you expert. You got an African American no. with you this morning. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, what the? What do you mean? Whoa, whoa. Feature, I want you to know. Like, it's insulting. I want you to know. I just found out I was black. I wasn't. <laughs> I, never, I never thought I was African American until. African American? Uh, yeah, I can't even say Did it. Did you right. say African American like or African American? It doesn't come out properly. That's right. Is I'm black. I just found out two weeks ago. You just found out. Like two weeks ago. So are you still saying Mencina? No, I never called him Mencina, though, because I was Latino. Because he's Latino, yeah. so he so it always so comes Dominican, out Mencia. So he, he says yeah. Mencia properly. Yeah. Right. 
Right. So he's he's not African American. Let's get that. He's no, he's black. He's not African American. Right. Super black. Well, don't say he's just black. Like being black is nothing. Oh no, he's just black. He doesn't have that other extra cool stuff. He's Dominican and he's amazingly black. Yeah. I always thought I always thought I was a Latino with black traits. Right. That's how I always thought. Like I always. You know, like with I black traits. Yeah, like I had the big like thing like going on. <laughs> you know, so when like you apply stupid. for things, is there a checkbox for I that? I just put other. Oh. Yes, wow. I put other. If, now, if there was one that said Hispanic and one that said black, you would put Hispanic. I, I still put other. Because I, I, I always thought that was a, like a stupid box to check. <laughs> like, why, why do you want to know what I am like in my job application? I always thought that was stupid. Okay. So I just put other. Now, now, what? Give uh, you, you everybody your names, because I don't want to, you know, have this whole conversation. People don't know who y'all yeah. were. The yeah. black guy is Francisco Duran. I could introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, he introduces you in the show, so why not let him keep going now? <laughs> he's used to that. <laughs> yeah, he's used to <laughs> it, bro. No, I just didn't. I don't want to throw off voices. Uh, I'm Kevin Dombrowski. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, now I, I have nothing to say now. <laughs> <laughs> That's Francisco wow. Duran. Wow. So Francis and Kevin. It's hostile over here. Good deal. So, Carlos, uh, yeah. to, to, to get started, from East L.A. Grew right? up in East L.A. From East L.A. Uh, made it out of there. Yeah. You, you've kind of talked about it that way. Um, right. If you could, just for a second. Sure. Just, just growing up. Yeah. What, what was that environment like and everything else? And how does that affect your approach to comedy? Is that part of that in you? Uh, yeah, it is. And it, but it's in me because, you know, uh, f- f- I mean, you don't realize it at the time because it's part of who you are. It's part of growing up. It doesn't feel foreign. But, you know, I remember we'd get up in the morning and we'd all look at each other and go, OK, how are we going to walk to school today? And then he's like, well, what happened last night? Well, Garrity did a drive by on White Fence. So they're fighting right now. So, OK, so we, we got to go around this corner. And then, like, you know, that was just us. Girl, we knew. I mean, they're getting... They're going to be beefing. That's what they're doing. So we can't bro- walk through those blocks. So Arizona, that gang is cool. So we got to walk through Arizona and then come around. And that's how we get to school. Then, you know, the next day or the next week, it was something else. Um, th- this was just growing up. You know what I mean? What it, what it did for me was it helped me very much. And it hurt me at the same time. Mm. Growing up as a comedian, it, it hurt and helped. It, it helped because it gave me that attitude of I don't care. But it hurt because... That attitude of I don't care kind of polarized me with other comics. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I'm going on stage and, and I got a 15-minute spot and I got to do 25 to mm-hmm. blow it up because that's what it's going to take for me to pay for the house that's going to get my mom and dad out of the projects, right. I'm bumping you. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It doesn't mean shit to me. Your little fucking bullshit problems mean nothing to me. I'm real. This is life. That's how I thought at the time. So it helped me with my attitude. It hurt because it alienated a lot of those comics and that attitude that I had of of having to be successful, um, you know, was was a turnoff. And and I get it now. I'm mature now. But I I didn't have the wherewithal at that time to be a different person. So what I did to become the man that I became, I don't regret any of it. I just understand now that I have the ability to not be that person Mm -hmm. and I don't have to anymore. And so I'm not. So it's but like a skill you can use whenever necessary. Now it's it not is. Who you are? Not anymore, but it was. It, you see, what well, you know what? That's a good. That's a good way to put it. You have tools in your arsenal, and now I have a much much bigger tool set than I did back then. Right. Back then, you know, I didn't know how to how to do this in 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 the many different ways that I can now. Right. So I deal with it differently. 
Now, now what role would you say your father played? Because you talked about him Huge. before and how he, you know, sort of your tell it like it is. He's always been that way. He's, you got he's that from just him. that who he is. Yeah, he's, he's me in real life, which is scary as shit because he'll tell fat people that they're fat. Like, I would never, like, be like that. I mean, he would just, he'd literally be like, oh, you're having more? That's why you're fat? I'm like, dude, are you serious, bro? Like, I'm laughing, but it's not cool. Like, he was just that guy. He, yeah. He's, and, and now he's, he's older, so he's toned down. He's got all that stuff out of him. But mm-hmm. I, I'll never, ever see him as anything different than that. Wow. But it's, it's hard for me because I'm hard on these guys. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I'm hard on them. I want them to write. I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm. It's not that I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. I just think, okay, you wasted a set. Like last yesterday, we were talking to him. He <laughs> has this really funny joke. It's about masturbating, and I go, why it's are you? Good. Why are you wasting? It's funny. Why are you wasting time? <laughs> are you gonna do that on a special? No. Well, then what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. If you're not gonna put it on a special, then, then why are you doing this? And he's like, but it's funny. Yeah, but you don't have an hour. I, I have an hour on stage. I can do stupid shit that's not going to be. You have 15, 20 minutes. You need to take advantage of that time. You need to write stuff that is going to be on your next special. And if it's not, get rid of it and put something in there that is. Mm-hmm. Because what if I was that guy that went, wow, you're funny. I'm from Comedy Central. Uh, I want you to do a half an hour, and we're slated to do them in a month. You don't have that because you're fucking around doing jerk off jokes that you can't do on TV. Right. You know, and then I hear myself and I'm like, God, you're such a dick. <laughs> These guys <laughs> tell jokes for Christ's <laughs> sake. But, you know, it, it's it's like you said, it, it's a part of who I am of trying to be the best that you can be, because that's what life is all about. At every corner, every turn of your life. It's all about who are you going to be? Mm-hmm. How do you define yourself right. within the structures of life, whether it's. It doesn't matter what it is, you know. It doesn't matter what it is, and for me, I try to g- I try to impart that onto these guys. But sometimes I I would imagine that that if I were to die, their conversations about me would be really really <laughs> awesome, <laughs> and then after all that, they would get some <laughs> shit talking. <laughs> Why are you shaking right your head? No, because you I don't know nothing. No, to say it. No, no, Nothing. No, say I, it. I disagree, but it's fine. You, d- you disagree, disagree about what? That's no, I, yeah. I want to know. Nice. No, well, because I grew up, I grew up different than a lot of people. Like it's just, I was that type where you don't talk shit about other people, and if you have anything to say, you keep it to yourself. If you can't talk to that person about it, then don't ever fucking say. Well, it. Well, you can't talk to him if he's dead. So. Well, yeah, but I, I talk to shit. I talk to shit. I, I can't even talk right now. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I talk shit to him in his face, so it's fine. It's different. But if he dies, it's good. he was a great guy. <laughs> that's weird. That, that, that's always been weird to me. Why do we do that? Like, if you if you're gonna like not talk shit to me, don't do it when I'm alive. Talk all you want when I'm dead. I won't be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why right. do we? It's the opposite. It's the opposite. As like, soon as somebody, I dies. want y'all to hold off while I'm living. Right. Yeah. And wait till I'm dead yeah. if you don't mind. If if Hitler <laughs> if Hitler was alive right now and then he would have died, people would have been like, well, I mean, on the positive side, right. <laughs> he think was a very it. inspirational. <laughs> right. Like, really, dude? Like, I think really. I think what it's gonna be is he's gonna say this, and I think he really means that. But I think once. G- you know, God forbid, if that day were to come, he's going to see how it feels, and then he's going to go to the graveyard and be like, at your tombstone, be like, you <laughs> motherfucker! <laughs> just us, just that masturbation <laughs> joke was funny! It was Fuck fucking good. you! He died in a applause break! It gets an applause break now, guys. All right? <laughs> Let's be real. But I would never put it on a special. Right, So right. It's, it, what he's saying is true, though. Now, now we... Uh, 
you know, like like y'all y'all talked about the things that people say when you're alive and when you've dead. Yeah. Uh, when you're dead, you've been, you know, dead. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I mean, in terms of, in terms of of what you've been through and your reputation in the comedy community, because right. the you know the stuff about the joke stealing and right. whether or not and and this and that. Um, I'm not that interested in relitigating that stuff. Sure. But my interest is in the human element to it all. Sure. Because there's there's human sides to all that stuff. Right. And I'm wondering for you, how did those experiences change you as a person and a comic, or did they? I don't know. I mean, of course they did. The thing was is that what people don't understand is that with me, it was never about the joke. The joke stealing is what actually that accusation is the one that inevitably stuck. But with me, it was always he's not Mexican. His name is in Carlos. He's German. Um, and it went all back to what I was saying earlier. I was the guy that was easy to hate because I was very selfish, self-centered, and I focused on me. And uh, I think that pretty much every comic that I know of who grew up around me I pretty much bumped them at one point in time, and you know they had a ten o'clock spot and ended up going on at midnight because I went on for an hour. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I I get that where all that came from. I think the frustration was me telling people or trying to communicate to people, dude, this isn't about joke stealing. This is about personality thing. Trust me, and people didn't get it until right now. They mm -hmm. thought it was right. a scapegoat. No, I think that they just didn't know all the other stuff around it. What changed was what happened with Amy. And because when all of the people who were vehemently, we hate joke thieves, we hate, and all of a sudden they started saying, well, no, we believe her. We believe that she's doing it. Then a lot of people started going, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, Let, let's see here. Dane Cook gets accused, kind of gets a pass. She gets accused, kind of gets a pass. All these white comics get accused, kind of get a pass why does carlos not get a pass right what is what is it about carlos because you're accusing all of these people of the same thing there's no evidence that is more on him than anybody else so why is carlos the fucking guy you think there's a racial aspect to some of this i didn't bring this up people on the internet brought this but what up. do you think um no i think it had to do with me being a dick of a comic when i was younger and when you were i up. accept that and you know but the problem was is that we took a family fight to the internet. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. So when you took beefs that occurred in comedy clubs into the internet, mm. people that don't know about what we do for real mm -hmm. started having an opinion about mm. stand-up that they didn't know. So that's, that's what changed everything. When did it made you, it different. When did you realize this thing had taken kind of a life of its own? Was it after the Rogan thing or was it years later? No, it was it had to be after because had I not I I probably wouldn't have gone on stage had I known that it was that big of a deal. But I also it was at the comedy store, so it was still supposed to be between us. Wasn't supposed to get out there. Mm. Um you know, but but then when you talk about Joe, here's a guy who accused me of stealing, but never accused me of stealing his stuff. Mm -hmm. So he became popular, or at least gained a, sh a shitload of notoriety by basically saying that guy steals jokes, not from me, but from somebody else. And it's mm -hmm. all like, well, then why the fuck are you the guy talking about it, basically? Mm -hmm. But that's how I felt back then. Now, I, I what I wanted to do is to take that opportunity to grow and to evolve as a human being. 
And what I said to myself was, you know what? You take these feelings of suicide and homicide. Because there were days, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. That's some dark stuff. Wanted to get a gun and go to the comedy store and shoot a bunch of people. No no fans, of course. But comics, sure. Um, I mean, it. listen. And sometimes yourself. You said suicide and sure, homicide. Sure, man. But I mean, listen. When, when you hear stuff like... When, you, when I hear a story like, yeah, Bill Burr said that if you were on stage, he wouldn't go on because blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, uh, so here's a guy that's not accusing me of stealing, that's saying, that, like, what the fuck is all this stuff? It, in your head, it becomes darker and darker, and it gets to a point where the only light you see is a tiny pinhole. And going through that light sometimes it is just a seemingly unsurmountable task. And yet... What I wanted to pride myself on was, you know what? I don't want to become them. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't want to be the guy that crosses the border because he showed Border Patrol that there's m more people to catch on the other side. Mm -hmm. I, I want to be successful based on me. And so what I said to myself a long time ago was, uh, I need to start do doing therapy. I need help with this. And the first thing my therapist said was, I know your situation. I know who you are. And most people in your situation, what they do is they take an atomic bomb and they blow up their life completely. They ruin it in every way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. And once you hit that rock bottom, everybody feels sorry for you and you can rebuild again. He said, how about we just make sure you don't blow up your world? Mm. And, and I said, that's, that's great. Um, so I, uh, well, you seem I just focused on being positive and being kind. And the one thing that I pride myself on is you can go on the Internet and you can hear – a lot of things or read a lot of things said about me uh, I still to date have yet to talk negatively about other comics and that I, I pride myself on have you have you have you been able to have a conversation with Joe uh, Rogan mm -hmm. or just no none of those talking guys sense, none does it even stuff. matter to you at this point are no. you so far past it so far past it it's not a part of my being anymore. And you seem to evolve because I remember the special I Am comic where you were just like, oh, I did, you know, whatever, whatever. And that reminded me. Well, no, here's the thing about that. Like, yeah. see, like if you really want to go through it, there's all these layers of stuff. I got a phone call from the people that were producing I Am comic and they said, listen, why don't we just make fun of it? Why don't you just say something so crazy and outrageous that people will know that you're just laughing at it? So what I basically said was, I steal jokes. That's right. I take your funny jokes. I just put the word Mexican in it and make it mine. <laughs> right. And to me, that's so ridiculous. Yeah. Right. That is so fucking ridiculous that I thought there's no way that uh. anybody can hear that. And yet today people go Use like, that you admitted it. Are you fucking kidding me? You really <laughs> think that I could take any joke and add the word Mexican in it? First of all, I'm not Mexican. The whole point I said Mexican was to make fun of the Mexican shit in the first place. And so what I realized was even then, like, you know what? People just want to. Well, it's not even that. L look, I'll tell you what, like a story. All right. So there's a guy named uh, Juan Villarreal. He's a really, really good buddy of mine. Uh, to make a long story short, I, I saw him. I was doing a show on uh, HBO called uh, Local Slam. And I said, I want this guy on the show. So he comes on the show. He does the show. The show airs. Three months later, he calls me up. He's like, hey, Carlos, uh, are you going to be in Corpus Christi soon? I said, I don't know why. What's up? Uh, they gave me 2,500 bucks to headline. I don't, I don't have that kind of material. I go, I know. So I did your act. So if you come, do something else. I was like, whoa, <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking <laughs> about? Are you fucking kidding me? 
<laughs> and I go, well, you know what? That's that, all that stuff I did on HBO. I'm not doing it anymore. Mm -hmm. So I did it. It's burned. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, keep it. I don't That's care. So funny. So he started doing this tour, and he started getting good at telling my old jokes. Well, I got to a point where people started going, hey, man, you know this guy named Carlos Lucia is doing your act. And he was young, so he didn't know how to say, no, 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 no. He gave me his jokes. So he was like, oh, that motherfucker took my shit. So anyway, years later, like years later, I'm coming around the corner. Well, there's nowhere here like that, but there's, so there's a, a dividing wall between the bathroom and the showroom. So I'm coming out of the bathroom, and in the showroom on the other side of the wall is a guy talking to Juan. So the guy says to Juan, who's opening for me, uh, I can't believe that you worked with this guy. You know, he did your stuff. He goes, listen, just so you understand, that dude's my mentor. That dude is who I molded my comedy off of. I want to be him. And if you see anything in me that looks like him, it's because I took it from him, not because he took it from me. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that steals from him. And the guy goes, wow, well, fuck him. I don't like him anyway. And I turned around and I was like, are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, my God. And those moments made me realize, like, dude, this has nothing to do with me. This has to do with somebody else, with their feelings, their emotions, and what they think and what they feel and what they want to see. And so I am not going to be drawn into that world. I'm not going to freak in that world. I'm not going to go into that world. But surely you understand the other side of it, right? Uh, you understand how they feel. No. Also, oh, you to this day you don't understand how an Ari feels or, or no. how like where that's coming from. Oh, Ari? Yeah. Ari. Yeah. Here's what happened with Ari. Uh, I had a, I had a sketch that I was gonna do on Comedy Central, and Ari was slated to play Jesus in the sketch. About. Uh, I can see a that. day later, <laughs> Bobby Lee called me up and he said, hey, Ari beat the shit out of me. D don't fucking help him in any way. Now, Bobby Lee is a really good friend of mine. Ari is six foot four. Bobby is five foot three. Yeah, we've had him on. So I went to uh, I, I went to uh, the uh, comedy store and I said, hey, Ari, what are you doing hitting Bobby, man? And he goes, fuck him. If I see him again, I'll beat the shit out of him. And that just rubbed me the wrong way. So I called my guys at com at, at uh, Mind and and I said, by the way, book somebody else. I don't want that guy on my show. And uh, Good for you, then. That, that is where all that came from. Because, listen, the joke about the fence, mm -hmm. literally 10 comedians did it on television. All right? I did it. Paul Rodriguez did it. George Lopez did it. Dio Hughley did it. Uh, Dennis Miller did it. So we're talking about a verified quantity of people that did the same joke and the same punchline, which was, we're going to build a fence. Uh, we're going to kick the Mexicans out, and then we're going to build a fence. Who's going to build the fence? Right. All right, that was the joke, and everybody did the same joke. Ironically, of the 10 comedians that told the joke, one of them stole it. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. Now, here, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. It seems like in the comedy community, and I know yeah. your feature and opener sure. can attest to this too. I I always say that joke stealing is like the child molestation of comedy. Sure, all you got to do is be accused. Right. 
doesn't so so you know in, in terms of and I'm not saying you know anything about your situation specifically. I get it. But I'm just I'm I'm interested in how you deal with that brand because your fans love you. That's one right. thing I've noticed, and I've even heard some of your fans be like, "Well, I don't care. He did it. He did it better." <laughs> like, right. They, which know, pisses me which off. You don't by like the way, comic, I you don't hate like that. that shit. Right. You don't like because I want to choke him and go, "No, dude, that's not right. how to defend me." But here's here's my <laughs> question. Here's my question though. You have a comic like yourself where your fans adore you, right? right? Selling out sure. shows, all this stuff, right? right? But the reputation is what it is amongst some comics, right? Right. Flip side of it, you got guys, whether it's local here or across the country, where the comics in the back love them, right. but the audience is like, next. Right. Yeah. Who would you rather be? I mean, look, at the end of the day, you, that's not a choice that you get to make. That's I'm a choice these, that the I, audience I'm makes. asking you and, and them. Maybe they. Right. We I, don't get to make that choice. I honest. Yeah. Right. It's that's decided true. for we you. Don't, we don't get to make that choice. Uh, you are in control of what you want the audience to perceive, uh, and you hope that your message comes across or your image comes across how you want it to. But that's all in development. When you say those things, to me, it's the perfect middle. That's what I aim for, is to be loved in the back and to be loved in the front. And it's. That <laughs> I know. I, okay. I don't give. I don't give. I, I, I don't give a shit about the back <laughs> of the room. I love that you did, that. did that change, or you've always been like? Never that? cared. I mean, the respect amongst your peers has to. Never cared. I I hate the disrespect, but I don't need respect. But I think that comes from your upbringing because you never cared about what these <laughs> people thought about because your goal was to make these people laugh. Right. So who cares about what the people? I I never cared. I still don't care. It doesn't. I don't need the respect of my peers. You think uh, that's easier to? That's I never why needed it. Was it. Easier for you to come I just back. didn't want the disdain. I just didn't want the disrespect. But you know, I mean, it is what it is. So right. I, I feel the same way. I don't really care about the comics. I'm more interested in the audience than anybody else. So I mean, I would li like I would hate going to open mics and it's like 20 comics in the audience and maybe one person. <laughs> I'm like, I I, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't. Right. Like, I can't do this. Like, yeah. I, I'm performing for comics at this point. So, like, even auditions, like, there'll be, like, the South Beach Comedy Festival. It's just comics in the audience. So you're performing mm -hmm. for comics. And if they don't like you, they're going to sit there and even as funny as your joke could be, they'll sit there and be like, well, whatever. You know, and it's just, it, to me, it doesn't make sense. So I'm more interested in the audience than anything else. Mm. Now, when, when I was saying before about uh, the perfect blend, I, I do believe that, and I, I it also goes according to there's city comic and there's road comic, and I think there's a perfect blend of that. These are all where I put my goals forward. Now, that being said, I don't play to the back room. I play to the audience. But with my goal of being making that audience laugh, you'll get the comics respect too. I just think a perfect blend of that middle is where I aim for, uh, and that's so that, uh, I don't know, I hope that my, um, I hope that a wider variety of people will like me you know what i mean mm -hmm. like uh i don't want to be a very niche comic mm -hmm. i want to be a comic that everyone can relate to carlos is someone where you come to those shows a lot of people i'm from new york and a lot of people are like oh what's it like to open for him is it like a lot of latinos mm -hmm. i'm like dude honestly it's a complete fucking mix like it is such a complete mix of people uh you have latinos you have black you have white you have asian you have young you have old and it's like and and he said this the other day and and this is true there's people my brother and I watched Mind of Mencia growing right. up, and we were young. You know what I mean? So, like, when I started working with him, I was like, this is fucking cool. Uh, but then there's older people who have been following him ever since. So you have a father and a son who both have a love for him coming to see him. So you get such a wide demographic. 
And for me, at least for my job, it's such a cool environment for comedy because mm-hmm. people come ready to laugh. Mm-hmm. And I come from uh, a hard upbringing in New York where it's like, okay, make me fucking laugh. <laughs> Fold my arms and make me make entertain me. Laugh. And Art it's it. like, right, exactly. So some like when I started coming out on the road, I was abrasive. Like, you know what I mean? Like I would fight with them or – yeah. You, you know what I mean? I was very New York and very like sharp, and, and it's see, like that. See, that's what comics. I, you, you want me to tell you what I would do? And this, this is why comics don't like me, and or at least at the back in the day, mm-hmm. what I would do is I would go to the comedy store, and I would watch like five, <coughs> six, seven comedians bomb, or at least not do well, or definitely not get the audience, however big or small the audience was. Mm-hmm. And then I'd look at my brother Albert, and I'd be like, "All right, bro, how much time do you think?" He'd be like, four minutes." I'm like, "Okay." So I would go on stage, and I would just fucking come out on fire until I got an applause break, which nobody else got any applause breaks. And when they got an applause break, I would tell two more jokes, get another applause break, and then I'd stop, and i go, how much time? And my brother would be like, four minutes. And I'm like, that's how you do it. Who's next? And the comments <laughs> were like, oh, you're a dick. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome, though. <laughs> but, but that's you know, awesome. that's that's – I grew up like that, and, you know, what I say to people is that attitude helped me deal with all the stuff. You know, it hurt me in, 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 in a different way, but it helped me because it helped me become the guy. Like, I, I have – and these guys will tell you, there's – if you hang out with me, something amazing will happen one day. You and I will be watching something or listening to this movie or hearing talk radio, and something very serious will come out, and I'll say to you, Oh, shit, that's funny. And you'll look at me and go, what do you mean that's funny? I'm like, what they just said on the radio, that's funny. That's not even funny. They're talking about people dying in Africa. It's going to be hysterical tonight. Watch. Mm-hmm. And you'll be like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> yeah. And I'll go on stage and literally do 10 minutes of hysterical stuff on that tragedy that just occurred. And you'll sit there like everybody else. And this is where, y- this is where I realize you're just going to fall on one camp or the other. You're going to sit there and go, this guy's a genius. How did he do that? Or you're going to say, there's no fucking way that a human being can do that. There's got to be, this is bullshit. There's got to be, no. What is he doing? Steroids? What is he doing (laughs) to make that happen? I've seen seen it happen, actually. We were actually driving from Encino, his house, to Ontario. It's about like an hour drive with traffic. is like two. Mm-hmm. So we were stuck in traffic, and they were talking about Justin Bieber. And, you know, like the whole driving and egging the house, uh, you know, throwing toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And he and we were just listening to it, and he goes, he goes, hey, this is going to be funny tonight. And, and I go, what? Like, this is, he's a stupid kid. Like, no, 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 trust me, watch. He did 45 minutes of just Justin Bieber. Now you th- now so because we gotta we gotta wrap up we getting the signal to get out of here. Um, but one you can qui- talk as long as you want, bro. You got me here. So well, that, well, <laughs> it, 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 oh, it's up to you. Oh, so you okay? So you you want to talk? You're fine. Okay, cool. No, so so where you know because you talked about you know some of the the depression and, and the therapy and the, mm-hmm. and the thoughts that you had. Mm-hmm. Where are you now? Oh, I'm fine, man. I'm I, I have the opportunity to. Uh, Right now, and these guys will tell you, I'm, like, getting so much love from Hollywood. They want me to do stuff. I'm getting all these auditions. I'm getting all these offers. And so it's it's come around to the other side, and it's what my goal was from the first place. I always ask myself, 
what is the opportunity in this in this situation? Why is this happening for me? And when all that stuff went down, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm the first comedian alive that has the ability to go from being thought of as that to being respected in a completely different way. So I'm going to work on making that happen. I'm going to work on on becoming something completely different so that by the time I'm done in comedy, my story will be, dude, the shit that that guy ha had to overcome to become this is astounding. And so that's where I live. Do you do you watch basketball? Y'all keep up with yeah. basketball. Mm -hmm. okay. Remember when LeBron went to Miami? Oh, let me give it to this guy. Maybe, uh, right, right. But, but oh, because he's a huge <laughs> LeBron guy, and he's a Miami guy, so he's a little butthurt that he's not there anymore. Because <laughs> right, I because I want to analogize it a little bit to this situation because I remember when LeBron went to Miami in America, just they hated him, right? Correct. And then he shot that Nike commercial. Mm -hmm. where he was like, he just played this dark figure and he made fun of Charles Barkley. And it's almost like, well, you know what? If you think I'm the bad guy, I'm the bad guy. Do I have to remind you I have a history of doing this? Right. But but that, that commercial was just, you know what? If I'm Darth Vader, here it is. Totally. The the thing you did on the I Am comic was right. like that, where it's like, you know what? You owned it. I, they, okay, fine. I'll be, I'll play the, you know, I'll have fun with it. Right. But I got the sense when I saw that, that that's not like who LeBron was. And I get the sense that that wasn't necessarily who no. you are. You got feelings like you're a person. Sure. And there's no way that that kind of stuff, you know, could come at you, whatever the accusation is, and it not, you know, that's I, not, it, that, that's not it what looked like you were having me. fun with it, but it didn't yeah. seem fun. I, I, there's no way. But that's not what bothered me. Okay, here's what bothered me about it. So you get it. Yeah. We were in Greenville on Monday. Yeah. All right. And so we're on a radio show. I get there, and the guy apologizes to me. He says, listen, I'm really sorry, man, but back in the day when those things came out, I kind of was a shock jock, and I kind of, you know, I kind of I I kind of was a dick to you. And he's like, and and I set you up because I had a guy on, on the air that accused you of stealing shit, and I had him on, and you didn't even know, and I ambushed you. And I, I was like, dude, it's fine. You were doing what you thought you had to do to get good ratings. I don't care. But – do you still know that guy? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, can we get him on the phone? I would love to talk to this guy. I'm not angry. I really want to know <laughs> who the fuck is this guy and how did I see you? Or you tell me, like, from an intelligence standpoint, how I would access your comedy to take something from you. So I want to know. I want to hear this from this guy. And he was fucking pissed. Cisco was. Because the guy calls in and I go, so, hey, man, I'm not mad. I'm cool. I just want to know, what jokes did I steal from you? And what did he say? He was like, no, no, they, it's not that you stole that. You didn't steal any jokes from me. It's just you, the way you asked the crowd for a standing ovation. I was like, that yeah. makes no sense whatsoever. Like, so, so years later, all of a sudden, the dude who supposedly, he's like, I, I never said you took a joke from me. I just one time saw you perform and, and you asked for a standing ovation and then the audience yeah, gave it to you. And I was like, Are you? and then I looked at the guys like, that, that, that is yeah. what was hurtful. That back in those days, it was actually cool to say negative shit about me. And it was it was it was it was like if you didn't like me, you were a good comic. Mm. If you thought I was a piece of shit, you were a good comic. That was the hurtful part. And you've been at it since what, eighty eight? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that time. that's the that's the that's the part that I was like, really? I mean That's the new thing. I is to 
I wrote an album, mm-hmm. all right? It's called uh, America Rules, mm-hmm. September 11th, 2001. Uh, it was on a Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Friday night, I went to the Laugh Factory. And every time a comedian would even mention the buildings, you could just feel the crowd go, <gasps> like, yes, say something. That's why we're here. Make a joke. Do something. That's fucked up. Like, please. But nobody did. And I remember at that moment feeling this sense of purpose, this sense of, okay, this is not arrogance, but of all the comics in the world, you're the one that can do this shit. And so on the 19th of September, I recorded this album, and it was all written after September 11th. And so if you listen to that album, it's all about terrorism. And all of it was done after September 11th. And so that's, that's the kind of performer I am. That's the kind of writer I am. That's the, that's the true epitome of me, of all the work I've ever done, that's the one I'm proudest of. That's the one I can say to everybody, if you want to know who I am, that's it. That's who I am. And, and remember, it was written a week, literally, before I actually performed it. You, you, and that's because we have some comics on, and they talk about, because I, I like to ask comics about what they think their role is. Right. And, you know, like, what is your role just to make people laugh, or, or is it something else? And for you, it seems like, not necessarily that you want to change the world. I think I've heard you say that. Before. Of course I do. Through through comedy. Of course. Right. You so you feel like do you feel that that's something you personally have or you feel that that should be any comics and or artists? No, 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 no. That's just me. But but okay, here's here's my role. Yeah. Last night I was up on the stage and I was talking about uh, how we are raising a society of kids who shoot up schools because they don't know how to act when they don't get what they want because they don't know how to lose because we don't allow them to lose enough. We don't let them fail in life. And Participation I, trophies and stuff like whatever that. Whatever right? it is. Yeah. And, 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 and learning how to fail in life it is what makes you a great person. Success is easy to deal with, bro. It's easy to fucking behave when you're kicking ass in life. It's how you behave when you're not. Yeah. That's the true sign of who you are. It's, it's easy to, when, when you're in love and everything's beautiful, it's easy to have a companion. It's hard to have a companion when you fucking hate that person. Man, you listen. love them, <laughs> but god damn, I want to punch you in the fucking face right now. I wish I was gay so I could punch you. Do you see like what I'm saying? I wish like you that. were another man. Like, just really. so I could slap you. <laughs> just so I could slap you in the face for a second. And so, and so I brought up, uh, I, I, and I said, you guys know. And the audience was like, oh, and I was like, Come on, you're not understanding what I'm saying. Uh, like, you guys right now just dealt with a difficult loss. And the audience just started getting like, well, you don't fucking understand, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get over this. I'm going to get, you're going to understand what I'm saying in a second. Yeah. And I'm like, look, I'm, I'm not dogging. I'm saying, as far as I know, as far as Cam's career, that was the first big loss yeah. that he's ever really had. That's yeah. the Especially first time yeah, that he was right. truly like, this is my thing. I mean, he won the championships. He came here. He was supposed to make the team great. He made the team great. Supposed to get you to the Super Bowl. Got you to the Super Bowl. Expected to win. Boom. Yeah. Didn't. And the audience was like, 
pissed. And, and, and then I looked at the audience and I said, listen, I'm not dogging the guy. I'm saying he's never really lost. So he doesn't know how to act. And, and somebody was like, I don't understand what you're saying. And I said, okay, had, had they won and had Peyton Manning lost his third loss of four Super Bowls, mm -hmm. do you think he would have behaved differently? And the whole audience was like, oh, shit, yeah. He would have behaved way differently and lost. And I go, because he's lost before. Right. So he knows how to lose. I said, don't judge. I looked at the audience and I said, don't judge me by when you went to go see me at the arena and the, we sold 6,000 and it was sold out and I'm at the top of Mencia. I said, judge me right now. An hour and 45 minutes into a Thursday night show at the bottom of the Comedy Zone. Now you tell me, who the fuck am I? And the whole audience went crazy. Well, most people didn't know one of the linemen was so in the, the front Panthers row. Was in there? Yeah. Oh, wow. And at the end of the night, he came and thanked me because he said, you got me over it. What you said made me realize, you know what? I got to move on, and it's cool, and I don't need to be sad. I need to be depressed. And at the end of the night, we were up uh, up uh, upstairs dancing fucking salsa music, you know? And that's, that's who I am. That's your role. That's, that's my role. Your purpose. My purpose is to make life fancy. different for that one person that really needs it. And he needed it. And I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't know he was there. I wasn't trying to make a thing about him. It's just what I do. And I was able to help that human being. And to me, those are the moments that supersede any of this other superficial shit, any of this other dumb stuff about character and attitude that, you know what, I don't have to define myself. People will. But if you believe that, then you don't know who I am. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. But my role for me is to change the world and to affect people in that way. And I do it a lot. And I, I, I get to be uh, that person all the time. And so. Kid from East LA. Yeah, I don't even look at it like that, man. No. no. <laughs> just, you know, we all have gifts, bro. And we just shine them. You know, you just do the best you can every day. And that's it. That's all that life is. Because at the end of the day, there'll be ups, there'll be downs, there'll be goods, there'll be bads. It's, you know, it's how do you feel about yourself? How do you act? How do you behave? You know what I mean? I got a. I got good friends. I got, you know, I, 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 the one thing that I did change was I used to pick up stray dogs. And what I mean by that is I would find people that were funny but that were broken. Mm. And I would try to help them not just be funny but to fix their character or to make them better. I don't do that shit So anymore. that's not these two. No, these guys. I'm I'm <laughs> fucked up, dude. <laughs> we're broken. He, he is yeah. broken. We're broken. He just <laughs> fixes our comedy. He doesn't do anything for <laughs> No, but I really don't try to do that anymore. Yeah, nah, because nah. because you end up, th dude. Those are th those dogs end up biting you. Yeah, they yeah. really do. Those are those are the, those are the people that at the end of the day they'll just say something negative. They'll betray you. They'll say something, and and so I just don't. You got to have a good character to hang yeah. out with me. And listen, at the end of the day, I just want to say dick jokes. 
<laughs> and uh, <laughs> and have girls Snapchat me their pussy. I think that's <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's living the dream right there. That song is in my head. I'm sorry. Wow, is that living your dream too? The way she said that, that's that's living the dream. Oh shit, I didn't know that. That was your dream. Are you on Snapchat? You are. Oh, redheads, bro. I wanted to go down in the DM. Have you ever seen Carrot Top from the other side? That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, so well, I, uh, yeah, okay. Well, uh, we we got to wrap it up, man. But I appreciate y'all coming through. Anytime, um, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, you got shows tonight. Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow sold night. out. Tomorrow sold out already. So. Oh, so you yeah. okay? So if just you got some tonight. Not a lot either. So. Tonight okay. and Sunday, yeah. and Sunday's gonna be. Uh, and Sunday's gonna oh, be you crazy. You here Sunday too? Yeah, yeah Valentine's. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. good stuff. Where are y'all off to next? Uh, where are we at? Lake Norman uh, and then, no. um... Oh, yeah, we're in Lake Norman. We're in Greenboro. Green, Greenboro, Greenboro and Lake, Lake Norman, Norman, and then I go back home for, like, on, two, two whole weeks. Ontario, it's outside of, uh... It's a suburb of Los Angeles. Okay. Uh, if you... I, actually, if you watch... What's the what's show? Workaholics. They're Rancho yeah. Cucamonga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty well, much Well, Ontario there. is right next to there. Oh, that's, okay. That's yeah. where it is. So, actually, I think they've actually done some stuff in, yeah, in I Ontario. Think so. I think so. But, uh... But yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be fun. Nice, nice little. Well, at least you get to go home. I have. I won't be home for like a mu- another month, pretty much. Oh, that's right. Well, because yeah. you know you fell. We've been on the road for like two weeks, and oh. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Was, she ah. Snapchat me her pussy, and then. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was it. Well, well, and then he said, "I don't want Snapchat anymore. Can we make it more permanent? Can you text me that photo?" And now all of a sudden, they went from they went from swiping to, "Oh, this is real. It's real now. It's in my gallery." <laughs> we, we we appreciate y'all coming through, man, and and safe travels. Safe travels. Thanks. And have fun in Charlotte. All is good, brother. Yeah, we'll have fun. All right, we'll be back. The Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever.